0: Welcome, welcome, welcome! That was
1: Brian's nice way of saying, "I slap you. Don't play with Don't
0: play so <laughs> what <did> he say? <laughs> Yeah, I love music. music. <laughs> I'm passionate. I'm passionate about it. Oh man, welcome,
1: welcome, <laughs> I can't take you. You'll see why that's important in a second. I promise.
0: Season two, episode one: Marketing Misfits. Episode two. That's what's said. Nah, you said no. I said season one, episode two? Nah, you said season two, episode one. Oh, season, oh. season, two, episode season two, two, episode two.
2: Shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we recorded one before this.
2: Just... <laughs> hey. Ryan said he
0: knows that Spanish music. Oh, a couple.
2: you <laughs> do.
3: Yes is the only one that knows the worst of this song.
2: I know. While the rest of y'all
3: don't know nothing. I don't know. I know when the beat drops. Right. I know when the
2: beat drops. (laughs) (laughs)
0: This one rocks in the club, Loki.
3: Oh, I'm sure. Oh, it gets it live in the club. (laughs) Oh, super tough. This takes me to like, I need to be like in Ibiza or something like that. You know what I'm
0: saying? Welcome, 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 welcome. Episode two, season two.
3: Yes, sir. Yeah.
0: Opposite (laughs) direction, but you know, Uh, I'm Mike Summers, Ryan
1: Chappelle. Steve Cornelius.
2: I'm yes.
0: Uh, this is the Marketing Misfits Podcast. Um uh, little podcast uh where some guys from the marketing industry came together, uh said they want to add a little funk, a little slap on the marketing uh That's not, that not cool. Ryan look like, round like. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna a let it go. slap yeah,
1: <laughs> sometimes you gotta i mean sometimes you gotta remember that Mike's from Mississippi like I know, sometimes I, I, forget I, know, too. I forget i don't forget I, forget I don't forget sometimes i forget he's because be talking, be Mike's like, what talking accent about? isn't very thick so like i I forget that he's from Mississippi and then like when when he's djing or when it's like when it's a casual conversation it just comes out i'm like oh that's right <laughs> i oh, forgot hey
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah i got when, it
0: when everybody has very uh opposite opposing uh opinions on my accent it's either it doesn't exist at all, or it's the thickest thing they have ever heard. Oh, it exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. never in between. Yeah,
1: maybe maybe for me it's not as bad because I've known you since we were 18. Yeah. So, like, it's... Yeah. it's, you don't. You don't yeah, care. but a certain words, a certain... Like, when we're talking about music or something, when you get really passionate... Yeah, that's when... You're from them. Mississippi, dog. Accents come out. It comes passionate.
0: out. <laughs> I'm passionate about things, man. I'm passionate. Uh, We have a beautiful, beautiful episode for you today, though. I will tell you that. Do we? Yes, a beautiful episode. Um, actually, I think Ryan.
3: Yeah, so I mean, off? well, you really kicked us off with that uh, beautiful <laughs> song. Who was
1: that? Throw that slap. Who was that
3: point? I don't want to
0: say his name out loud because I never who had, I never had, had to actually yeah, say go his, his go name. Go ahead, out. pronounce his oh, name. Shit. Give it a shot. <laughs> Azuna? Osuna. Osuna. Yeah. Osuna. Yeah.
3: <laughs> we started with that today because um, if you guys have been reading mm-hmm. Forbes, uh, Forbes actually released an article that has said in. Um, When it comes to album consumption, Latin took 9.4% share of 2018 market as as the fifth biggest genre examined, so behind hip hop, pop, rock, and R&B, surpassing country and EDM. Wow. That's wild. Amen.
2: That's crazy. I believe it.
1: I mean, first of all, you make me not want to even try to speak Spanish, because it just sounds... (laughs) It sounds so good when you say it, and I, I just, it, it, even when I try, I just can't get it out. But like honestly, I think, I think, especially in the United States, but I would say more so, um, globally, I think you're starting to find a lot of synergies around the sound of music, yep. especially around the different mm-hmm. kinds of drums, the arrangement. Like some of it, like sounds a lot, uh, sounds a lot alike. Especially for me, because I'm West African, I listen to a lot of Afro beats, I listen to a lot yep. of High Life, I listen to a lot of Fela Kuti. And you hear a lot of the the different sounds, the drums, the rhythms that come with it. Mm-hmm. And I think the consciousness of the world is starting to get to the point where it's like, oh, just because I don't understand the language, you know that beat. I know that beat though. I know I know the vibe. Drop. I know the flow. I know how it feels. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the song Mike was playing. Yeah, I think like a- Asuna. 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 Asuna um that that's a vibe like i, I felt that
3: in my yeah spirit, that's yeah. That, that's taki taki right that's the same artist right yeah say it Sound good. you yeah, know it's interesting like i said latin music probably has had like a really 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 big two yes. years right mm-hmm. I, I think so like you think i mean of course cardi b you can't
0: not come on talk
3: about latin music without talking about her you have Nicki jam you have bad bunny that's made like a big splash especially with his New album. I don't understand a word on it, but it is it slaps.
1: You got and Drake crossing over to so, try to Drake help. So is that's helpful.
2: Dominican Drake.
3: Mm. Dominican Drake. <laughs> Dominican Drake. Yeah. I see the memes. Dominican yes. Drake. yes. No. <laughs> oh, they've
1: word. been they've
0: been calling him Dominican Drake. Going Dominican oh on. yeah. Drake, I, don't looks, what, I don't know. He I don't know what Drake is. Have, I have to look it up for you. So I actually have a have a different opinion. uh, uh <laughs> you do? Devil's advocate. I do. <laughs> Um, He's the villain on the show. Everyone, I really, I'm not the villain. (laughs) He's a challenger. Don't do that. He's a challenger. Um, I'm not sure that this is about um Latin music growing or even like even like the rounding of America. I don't even think it's related to that either. Um, I think this is about mainstream artists, whether it be pop or rap, looking to get over into. Uh, expand their record sales. So, hear me out. Um, one. So, if you look at if you look at these, if you look at the where, where the, the the growth is coming from, it's not coming from album sales. Like people aren't going out there and buying it. You look at last year, Eminem was still the number one sold sold the number one record. The number two was like a uh, Korean pop group. Um, like. I believe that.
1: BTS is the name of the Korean pop group, by the way. Oh. They're a big oh. fucking deal. Oh, oh excuse me. <laughs> Oh, shit.
2: <Okay>.
3: Whoa. <laughs> that came out of nowhere. I mean, I, mean, I mean, this is marketing misfits, right? So it's, it's, interestingly yeah. enough, I would say, like, uh, these uh, K-pop yeah. groups mm-hmm. are, like, They're huge. Are mm-hmm. manufactured by agencies mm-hmm. in, yeah. well, uh, the formula. in Korea. Oh, the
1: yeah. The yeah. most talked about genre of music on Twitter is K-pop. And so that's, that's that. the reason why I know BTS because I had LG as a brand and they chose them as their brand ambassador. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know how big it was until maybe like two years ago. We had a sales conference out in um out in San Francisco and yeah. they talked about the different like really big passion points. Like the groups that yep. really lean into passion points yeah. on Twitter and K-pop and BTS came
0: up. And yeah. So, yeah, it doesn't surprise yeah, yeah. me that they were number 10. Well, one, the fact that Eminem was the number one.
1: Ah, you re- are you really surprised by that? I'm just saying, uh,
0: it, it, just, it just shows you a little <laughs> bit of like but to your point, how much things have changed.
2: It's not necessarily album sales. Or not
0: changed is what I'm trying to say. So streaming. that's what it is. So 91% mm-hmm. of it is actually from streaming. Yeah. The way you get streams is getting in playlists. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is now the, the playlist that only had Drake now has Drake featured on a song. So Bad Bunny is getting pulled into his playlist. You take um, Despacito is getting pulled into a playlist that was Justin Timberlake before. You take um, Cardi... Uh, uh, Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber. Despacito. Despacito. Justin Bieber. Yeah. yeah, that's what I said. He said Timber. Timberlake. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I was, not all uh, white uh, people uh, sound the same, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Timberlake. <right>? Uh, <laughs> I appreciate that that catch. We're man. talking about the millennials, not the uh, millennials. I'm listening now. The, I'm the, b- the Beyonce. Uh, say the word for me. Mahente? Uh, Mijin-te? Mijin-te, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> I, wait, 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 I
2: She butchered that song. I'm sorry. She oh, messed shoot. up Oh, shoot.
0: Don't end us before we get
2: started. I We, we ain't yeah. gonna have no followers I'm after just, this. I'm just putting my two cents. I love Beyonce, but that song was okay, not. Okay,
3: make sure you say yeah. it. You yeah. say, it one, more, say it one more time. Give her one more look. I
2: love Bey.
3: Okay. there you go.
0: But that's the point. That's the listen that's counting as Latin music that's getting played on the Beyonce playlist. You know, the list goes on. Will Smith with Nick Romero. You know, the the Cardi B. And Bad Bunny, like, it just, it, 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 the list goes on. So, to me, it's more so about mainstream, where it be hip-hop, you know, pop, EDM, or whatever, wanting to get an extra audience that they didn't have before.
1: So, you think it's about expanding audiences? Not I
0: about... think it's about them expanding audiences, audiences more than it is about, like, latin music growing
1: i feel like it's i feel like not all audiences can do not all artists can do it i feel who else who else besides the ones that you've given us in terms of hip-hop and trying to like cross over i could see because I, I do believe that hip-hop is is popular music at this point
0: yeah, yeah hip-hop is but would you say latin music is popular music but it's in but i would say i would say it's, I, I getting, would there. Say it's getting there it's, because
1: it reminded me of like when reggaeton was big back that's, in that's the gray right because yeah. now at this point you're having those artists starting to to you know add to their to their um brand reach if you will right because they're they get they're exposing themselves to a new audience and they're also taking their audience exposing them to a new genre of music too
2: but i think it's also those artists that you mentioned are reaching out to these latin artists to collaborate Mm -hmm. so obviously drake is huge um his collaboration with romeo santos romeo had been popular for many years before that collaboration. But now that they collaborated, more people had access to Romero. Mm-hmm. And obviously now he's, he keeps growing. It's a mutually beneficial you know, relationship. Justin Bieber, yep. before um, he collaborated on Despacito, Despacito was a huge hit already, garnering a lot of views yeah. on YouTube, a lot of, that's obviously, fair. Fair. streams. Um, but that's what that's what, what I'm saying
0: is Justin is trying to get that audience. Mm-hmm. Like People are realizing there's an audience out there that there's a language barrier mm-hmm. for, like, they're like we're speaking two different languages, literally.
3: That these hip hop artists and R and B artists are, now I can expand over to.
0: to, but, but, but I, I am concerned about. I don't think like the core base of like Latin music is my thing is growing like that article perceives it. Because if you look at the total revenue of the actual industry, I think Latin music still for U S still makes it like two point eight percent. So it's still it's very real, small. yeah, exactly. So like, are you selling out concerts? Mm-hmm. Are you? you know, doing, uh, selling, by selling albums, or are you just getting in better placements in playlists, playlists. that are giving you streams?
3: I mean, I think that's interesting. when like, are you getting more playlists? Because it says album consumption. It doesn't say, necessarily say sales, but to your point, it could be album consumption through playlists. It could be through listening yeah. to the full album, but... <laughs>
2: A lot of these artists are selling out concerts. Um, Romeo has sold out Yankee Stadium multiple times. Madison Square come Garden on. multiple times.
1: Yankee Stadium. Yankee Stadium. That <laughs> makes all the sense in the world. <laughs> uh, come on, of course, of um, course. And a lot of these artists
2: are selling out concerts, so I think it's it's a lot. You know, it, there's growth coming from every direction, but to your point, it's still a relatively small part of the full pie.
0: Yeah. One question I have though is if um. I think um, language is one of the few um, ways you can still target based on and not and not. So there are certain for people who don't know out there, there are certain um, laws in place to prevent negative targeting. Um, so basically, that was set up back in the time, back some some days ago. Um, so like if I'm advertising a new house in a neighborhood, I can't target everybody but black people. Mm -hmm. So I can target African-Americans. I can't negatively target against Mm -hmm. African-Americans. You can't exclude is what you're saying. Exclude, yeah. Um, Spanish language traditionally has been one way that's almost around it because you can target by language. Language. You know, that's not necessarily Mm -hmm. falls into that same kind of rule. Um, I wonder if these worlds start to merge together, does that not become relevant? Mm -hmm. and A little bit harder to target and assume people who are listening to a Spanish song, for instance, mm-hmm. in this, this case, are Hispanic.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think what really surfaced that issue that you're mentioning right now was Despacito and how, mm-hmm. obviously, it was a huge song. Yeah. But by no means was it, was it just Spanish people listening to Despacito. No,
0: number one on YouTube streams, right? Number one nah, on YouTube. It was...
1: Everybody. Yeah. everybody. <laughs> Everybody's exactly. playing that song.
2: You, pr- How many times? <laughs> oh,
1: I was jamming. Yeah, yeah. It, you I know,
2: was, everybody from every background, in language, um, mm-hmm. was listening to that song. So we could never attribute yeah. that, you know, success to all Hispanic viewers or listeners. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. And I think now it's getting into that gray area where Osuna, you know, a lot of people listen to Osuna. A lot of people listen to Bad Bunny. Like, can we really... When your 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 playlists, can we say yeah. that you're you're listening to a lot of these songs? But mm-hmm. are you Latino, right? So mm-hmm. it's it's becoming a lot of a gray area, especially for those of us in multicultural marketing. How do we, you know, articulate that?
1: Yeah, I, I, that's that's interesting because I, I I often think about you know I think that that culture should get the the credit, if you will, for for because. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Beaver's not doing a song like that, right. if not for that, you know. Right. The arrangement, the style, the sound of music is like, it's nice to have Beaver on it because it made it a bigger song, but it was mm-hmm. a big song before because right. it's just a quality song that comes from this cultural group of people. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, I mean, I think that that's difficult to, to say, right? Because with <clears throat> not every... not. You know, it's not just black people listen to Drake, right? right? So like, so, <laughs> right. so I I don't know. I just I struggle with that in terms of from a targeting standpoint, but also from a who gets the credit standpoint exactly. for, for what how big this song is or or um you know, what was the fuel that ignited this song to make it such a big success? Culture. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll, culture. I agree. <laughs> for culture.
3: the culture.
0: For the culture. Oh, culture. <laughs> culture. <laughs> you can use for the culture this year if you say culture.
2: Wait, as we were preparing for this, for this for this article Ryan came up with some throwbacks
3: Oh you mean a throwback uh well, All it was it's it like reggaeton artist but yeah I said it's like Mike asked me like to name five latin artists so I said cuz Mike's a hater <laughs> he's a hater <laughs> Frank, you got Frankie, Challenger, you got Frank, Frankie j Frankie j <laughs> <laughs> baby bash nina sky if that counts as two people uh shit Lumi <laughs> oh, uh, D Lumi D yeah oh my goodness and then who's I, I always mess with the uh, who's first Tego? name
0: Tego Calderon Tego. man
1: where's Daddy nah. Yankee <laughs> in all this yeah.
0: Daddy yeah. Yankee you can't nah. go that's classic
2: Tego what's
1: going
0: on Ryan yeah. Ryan gonna I throw know. in Bob Marley No. <laughs> 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 hey man um, uh that that's another thing I, I think like there are so many um sections of Latin music genres within Latin music that is in some ways, like I think you look at what's really growing. I think like Spanish trap is what's really growing. Man, it's called it's called
3: it's called I think it's called Urbano Latino on uh.
2: Urbano. <laughs> I think that's
3: what it's called on uh iTunes if I'm not mistaken. That's when I was listening to Bad Bunny's new album. That's what Urbano. that's the genre that he's in.
0: Urbano. I, I, I cannot confirm nor deny. right now actually, yeah yeah. Actually, we I think I call it Spanish trap.
2: Late last year, we talked about Spotify. Um, J Balvin was mm-hmm. the yeah. most streamed artist on Spotify on Spotify mm-hmm. last year. Uh, and they don't really kind of capitalize on that. What was this song? What, song? what was it, a big song? Mi gente.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Mi gente. Yep. He has
2: so many popular we songs, love Beyonce. but he was one of the most streamed um, artists on Spotify last year.
1: Hmm. That's interesting. I listen to a lot of the same old music on Spotify, so. I don't me think too. that counts we for me. Like, I listen to the same old stuff over and over again. My, I don't mind, you know. But I, it is interesting, though, because I do want to, like, find the parallel between what's happening in this genre of music and what happens when, like, brands co-brand and, like, who benefits the most off of a co-branding kind of initiative. Mm-hmm. Like, if, <clears throat> I guess, Tide and, like, Downey don't count because they're all kind of P&G brands, but, mm-hmm. like, the ones that are just completely just, like, like Nike and Off White, like who you know who's, who's the lead. Like, Yeah, who wins the most here, right? Because you're still Nike, right? I mean, I would assume that it's Off White because people didn't really know what that was. Before.
3: I mean, for for Nike like that, I would say like you win within that activation window. Yeah, you don't win after that. So yeah. when I'm, when the white when the Off White partnership in terms of just like the activation period ends, Nike's. I mean, Nike doesn't really benefit. Off White probably got the biggest. Bump, yeah bump, from bump off of that in terms yeah, of just like going into their from, yeah the from brand their awareness
1: yeah, yeah kind of deal it does allow them i mean because i was in barney's not because i couldn't afford anything oh, i was returning just walking through. i was returning a gift okay. and i was at barney's and i saw that and i didn't know this but they had actual off-white sneakers at barney's and i hadn't i had no idea right um and so i was like oh, okay that's interesting i didn't know that off-white had their own sneakers outside of what nike does just, oh yeah
0: just in case people don't know
1: what off-white is virgil um, <laughs> who <laughs> Virgil Abloh? Excuse me, who is the creative director at LVMH? Um, yeah, or, well, former, R- homeboy. Yeah, yeah, he's for, for, former homeboy, yeah, yeah, uh, former homeboy, running mate. <laughs> who they started Pyrex together? They, you know, they work together. They're their, um peers on some level. He started a company called Off White. They've done numerous co-branding um products with Nike, and have you know resale value for those shoes alone are like can pay your rent. So. Wow. Um, Just so everyone has the mm-hmm. context, Yep.
0: and Stu has expensive rent.
1: <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, so that gives you an idea <laughs> of how much the shoes are.
0: <laughs> oh man! All right, all right, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Um, I really wanted to get. Uh, I feel like we we I, I, we keep coming back here, but um, influencers. We're we're having an episode <laughs> on influencers. Oh my god. Um, there's a <laughs> pretty legit article that actually dropped recently. Um. The drum, the drum, perhaps. Oh yeah, uh, I know the drum. Yeah, drum. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. the drum. Um, drum dropped it. Um, drum drop. Um, Ranger. <laughs> about Moet. So big ups to Moet. Um, on their influencer strategy. I think they had a new person come in, uh, working with the team. Um, the former PepsiCo former agency, apparently from the article. Um, and talked a little bit about their influencer Interesting. strategy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, talked about their former their or their current influencer strategy. Um, which I thought was like. Uh, I thought it was a great article. I thought it was a great strategy, um, or I lived into what what all of us should be doing. Uh, that was a great example, so I'll share it out. Um, what it basically came in and said, um, this person, um, I believe she, um, she came in and said, "We're we're over with. We're done with um, these one-off uh, influencer partnerships, if you will." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout, um, out,
3: shout out to uh, Christine, though. No, I know her. Christine. Yeah, Christine. Nice. No, Isaac. Nice. Strong marketer. Uh, we're both from PepsiCo too, so you know. That's yeah. why I
1: said interesting, but Ryan didn't catch it, so I was like,
0: All right, "Cool, <laughs> yeah, exactly." Yeah, you know I was like, I was
3: "Oh, playing yeah, this line. interesting." I was this line. <laughs> like, yeah. like, "Okay, no, no, no. she's she, she's doing a great job over
0: there." Yeah, um, so she, um, so created three tiers of influencers. Um, the top tier, I guess, I don't know if it was tier A or tier one. She said, um, what were five influencers that they would keep throughout the year, and it was kind of these, these mega influencers, and they handled them, um. Not only as influencers in terms of promoting their brand, but handle them pretty much as like celebrities. They, yeah. they do interviews. They can be in the content. They can show better events. Um, just year round, just true brand ambassadors. Um, which I I love, love, and I'll, I'll say a little bit more about it. It's
1: expensive, uh, but I do like
0: it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it can be. Well, I mean, if you
1: if you decide, you said they're big influencers, right? So I'm assuming that they're like tier one or two tier eight, like the Zach Kings of the world, that that kind of kind of tier Yeah people. I didn't
0: actually I didn't actually get the names of who they are. You know, that's fine.
1: No 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 that's not really that important. But I'm saying like if you were going to take that and have them exclusively do things for PepsiCo for the year, does that mean that they can't do other things? Because then I'm gonna have to charge you for the revenue that I'm missing out. Yep. I mean
3: within within that probably category
1: though. Okay, then so that's fine. Alright that's are gonna be you're yeah, yeah, gonna, yeah you're gonna sign in category to, exclusivity. Yeah
3: category exclusivity yeah. um, mm-hmm. whether mega or within that small category mm-hmm. depends on you know what you, what you want to pay for that's fair
1: okay
0: um tier Tell t- us more, Michael. tier two or b um either one of them um is basically made up of of a group of influencers that they've um micro influencers for amplification so these these are just um amplifying influencers uh based on whatever campaigns or anything that they have going on uh, and then tier three. Oh, wait, wait.
3: I wouldn't skip over that, right? So I think
1: tier two might be
3: one of the most important ones when it talks about amplifying what's being. Done so we just by going it. straight mm-hmm.
1: straight numbers. Are we what going mean straight? Like, what you mean straight numbers? Straight like n- number of followers? Is that what we going on?
3: I mean, I, I'm assuming that's. I don't know. I don't know within what they did there, but yeah. it could be part. I'm sure that's like a huge part of it, right? Yeah, the number of followers. But I mean, like in terms of amplifying, you could have a set of top tier influencers that are. Communicating X, and then it, it would—I mean—it would behoove you to make sure that these middle-tier influencers are communicating X plus,
1: mm-hmm.
3: not just some brand, you know, not other brand messages, right? If you keep them consistent, you can keep
1: consumers kind of uh hearing the same thing over and over again because they're not going to remember unless they have multiple touch points, right? So they're not—they're <clears throat> not creating content; they're just amplifying the content. They haven't been here as amplifying as amplifying the main content. one. Um, That's—I yeah.
0: mean, okay,
3: whatever you want, whatever you I mean if you. Pay them to you know create content, you probably pay them to create more content than you would the top yeah. tier, but right. I wouldn't put it past them not creating content.
1: Fair, but
3: they can't, but you probably can give them a suite of tools or a suite of assets to share on their social.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, right, I understand. Sorry, <laughs> didn't it actually. Didn't have them as, as uh, I don't think quote unquote micro influencers, but they had a third tier as micro influence, micro influencers that you can work with throughout the year. Um, okay, so, so it's micro, few... micro,
3: okay, yeah, micro, yeah, okay.
0: Um, so a few things I do really like about this one, I think the biggest thing is it makes everybody the family, um, everybody, the family and everybody has a role in the family as opposed to everybody having a job. Um, so I think with a campaign, you have a job, you have to post this hashtag, you have to do a video you have to do, um, explain this. You have to, you know, you, it's very, it's a brief, um, and you're delivering upon that brief and you're doing a job versus if i make you part of my family. Like, we have an ongoing relationship, and your people are my people, yeah. and we're going to really build this together. Um, and I think that was an amazing job of what they did. Um, it also, I think we all struggle with it. Not we all. Um, a lot of brands struggle with it um, in the sense of thinking that only a Moette can do this because mm-hmm. um, you have to be something cool. I think those, uh, personally, my opinion is, are those days are over. What the cool? Like, like you have to be Jordans or Moët's or whoever to, to have a real relationship with with influencers and consumers. As soon as things like Quip, toothbrushes or Harry's razor blades, as soon as like all these things become cool, then I'm like, okay, well then all, any of us can be cool then. Right. Like I don't yeah. think you have to be like these big luxury brands anymore. No, yeah. I think you
3: have to be
2: that. You just have to get creative and, and you know what kind of content you're creating it doesn't have to be a cool brand i think everybody can really benefit from you know having the right message with the right creator um but to your point i think a lot of brands are now tapping into that space and you know really uncovering the power of what they can do for you
3: i mean do you guys work with influencers in your current <clears throat> roles all the time
2: we are trying to not okay. really mike do my you end.
3: yeah i mean it's it almost is less headache to have, like, one influencer for the year than try to, like, do a bunch of contracts with a bunch of different influencers throughout the year, no?
1: Yeah. And you guys' experiences, I'm thinking. So for successful. us, our my experience is a little different because we bought a company named Niche at the end of 2015. So we've had them for a little while. And while we don't own influencers, it is a platform that allows us to source influencers. And okay. they have a kind of an algorithm that... Um, spits out what their reach is based on who follows them and all of that and the people that engage with 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 the accounts so um yes I have dealt with them Not dealt I have de- I, ha- I have dealt so, with them so terrible. it's well I mean because it's, my, my scope is limited right but right, for us right. our solution is more like okay well if you don't have this pre-existing relationship with whoever it is we do so we can broker whatever it is you need so it's kind of a one-stop shop let's say you let's say you're um, you know your own startup brand let's say you are quip it's a great example right let's say you quip your quip you have a social media presence on Twitter and you want to amplify um, a new product line a new product launch whatever that may be um, and you want to do it around the NFL and you don't have your own content yep our solution would be great we have a great exa- we have a great uh, partnership with the NFL we can allow you to run pre-roll assets in front of the NFL highlight content. Done. No problem. Now, from the content piece, we can do this two ways. One, we can have an influencer create the content and post it themselves. Or we can have them create the content on behalf of the brand and you post it yourself and use it within pre-roll of the NFL. That's it. That's the one-stop shop full yeah. thing. So I have dealt with them. Um, and, and what I, the campaigns I have seen do the best are the ones where they leverage different influencers um, for different influencers for the same product, but in their own style of Mm -hmm. telling that story. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, Because a sports athlete like, like Gronk, for example, if he was going to be the influencer is going to speak differently about a toothbrush than let's say Mm -hmm. um, Lily Singh. Yeah. I think it's cool.
3: Yeah. I think, um, I think it's important in this article is that... I mean, also what Mike said is about like them playing their position or playing their role, right. right? So everyone's role is not to create all the fancy... Right. ...rich content, right? Your role might be to just, you know, show the product in a lot of different experiences that you have throughout the year, whether it's, yeah. you know, overseas, whether you're flying here, whatever, that might be your role. And I think, you know, the influencers that are being signed up for have to respect within their roles and within yeah. their parameters, yes. right? So it sounds like there's more structure to, yeah, mm-hmm. like, to give them... Um, Guidelines of places not to go too far on, yeah, and stray from to um, tell the brand story. Or, you know, um, create brand awareness for
1: the brand. It works well when brands set that per- parameter ahead of time. As yeah. a po- as opposed to that person creating that content, sentence it to you like, oh, you kind of went <laughs> too far there. Duh. Yeah, and a lot of times brands don't spend the time to do that yeah. because it's kind of a new thing. Yep. So it can be done in a way that's smart and where you don't need a bunch of right. big influencers. You just find the person that can best encapsulate what your message is mm-hmm. and they can really do it for cheap. And I, I, my preference is to spend less and get more um, and have more content out in the, in the world. Obviously you need to spend the time initially to get what the brand parameters are and what the objective is. But that that's my feedback from my
0: past experience or, you can pay Ray Shermert, uh, what forty million dollars?
3: Oh, it's, it's twenty million. It's twenty, 20 million. Twenty million <laughs> XXL,
1: uh, by Belair. Belair. By Belair. Yeah. Bel-Air. Yeah. Yeah. You can or you can do either one. Twenty million dollars. You can do either one. Uh, it works for that brand. If I'm Quip, I'm not paying. What, it what do I get as a yeah. nano
3: influencer? I'm I'm on the cusp of that. You know, get a, a get, a, get a, thousand free Uber ride. a free Uber ride. For okay, it's maybe like a it. t-shirt. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm down for a t-shirt. <laughs> I, I'll take a
1: t-shirt. Why
0: not? <laughs> oh my God! Do anything for a T-shirt.
1: Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. Hey, rocking.
0: We gonna end <laughs> in the second episode of 2019 with a little <laughs> bit. of... <bang,
3: bang>, <laughs> That's Bad Bunny all day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so got new my question with this song is. Can we now agree that Drake doesn't write his raps? I knew you were about raps? to say. I knew you were about to say
1: this. He said this the day the song came. Yes, I
0: just want to know. We can officially say Drake doesn't write his raps now. <laughs> it never, it never bothered me. Alright, that concludes the episode. This was season two, episode two um, of the Marketing Misfits podcast. I am Mike Summers.
3: Ryan Chappelle.
1: Stu Cornelius.
3: Yes.
0: And as always, you are the Marketing Misfits. Go out, subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend, tell the homie, to the homegirl, tell your boss, tell your subordinate, tell your co-worker, tell your colleague. You're subordinate. We
1: got <laughs> to get you out of corporate America. <laughs> <laughs> You're subordinate.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you. And please tune back in.